Ever heard of a man called Norman Hartnell? Maybe some of you have, but up until the last couple of days, I have had no idea as to who he was. Norman Hartnell was a leading British fashion designer, and he was commissioned by the Queen to design the outfits for all the members of the royal family. That was quite a job in itself. However, his crowning moment was surely when he had to also design Elizabeth's coronation dress. After nine proposals, the final version resulted from much research and many meetings with the Queen herself. Now, admittedly, dresses and robes and gowns, they're not really things I take much interest in in my own life and in myself. I don't think that's going to change too much over the course of my lifetime. But I do accept that it's impossible to deny the magnificence of what was the royal dress itself. It was a white silk dress embroidered with floral emblems of the countries of the Commonwealth at that time. For the home nations, well, this included the Tudor Rose, the Thistle, the Leek, the Shamrock, but also other floral emblems were included as well. The Wattle from Australia, Maple Leaf of Canada, the Lotus Flower of India, among many others. Our Queen wore this in addition to the Imperial State Robe at this time of her coronation. Truly, this was a glorious sight to behold. For the Christian, there is a far more glorious dress, which leaves us awestruck in wonder, love and praise. Nicholas von Zizendorf wrote about this in a hymn that was translated by John Wesley. Our English version reads like this, Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, my beauty are, my glorious dress, midst flaming worlds in these arrayed. With joy shall I lift up my head. Ever since Adam's first transgression and the monumental problem of sin and guilt in this world, mankind has always stood in great need of being clothed and this need of being dressed. Our Adamic nature means that people, even today, what do they do? They frantically and they ignorantly try to establish their own righteousness before God, but are never found able to. Not only does this indicate spiritual darkness when it comes to understanding the reality of the sinfulness of sin, but it also reminds us that left to ourselves we will never appreciate the glory and the holiness of God himself. Another covering is required, another dress, another robe. Our Lord Jesus Christ, before being crucified, was cruelly mocked. We're familiar with the account given to us in the Gospels. The Bible says that he was arrayed in a gorgeous robe by Herod's men of war, who set this prince of glory at naught. This spectacle of shame, in which a crown of thorns was so cruelly and painfully pushed deep into the brow of our blessed Saviour, exposed the irony and the paradox of it all. Because here was the King of Kings. Here was the Lord of Lords. And although mocked as king by these soldiers and made subject to the taunting by all within the crowds, we know that he as king shall come again in his power and in his glory. So how do we prepare for such a day as this? How can we, who are naked and spiritually naked, that is, and helpless before God, be, be ready for that crowning moment of glory? We think of the queen and all of those 70 years ago and the much preparation that was taking place to prepare her for this grand occasion, uh, an occasion of a lifetime in many respects. Well, of course, there is preparation needed for us to meet with God, to be ready to meet with him, to make sure we stand acceptable before him in ourselves, 
left to ourselves. My dear friend, we are hopelessly lost. We all, we all stand in great need and fearful danger. But there is this other robe, another, another glorious dress who belongs to another. Not designed by human hand, not embroidered with emblems of nations, but that which has been woven by the unerring hand of God and earned by the King of Kings, Jesus Christ himself. It is the robe of his perfect righteousness. It is the best robe. See it there, iridescent as it is, on one hand, holy, pure and spotless, white we might say, revealing the obedience of our Saviour life, his perfect obedience. But then see it also crimson, scarlet, dipped in blood. For here is a robe in which Christ is satisfied at the cross, the law of God, the penalty for sin. Just as the father in Luke 15 called for the best robe for his prodigal son who had now returned back to his father's side. So for believing sinners, my dear friend, for you if you turn to Christ, the best robe, Christ's blood and righteousness will be your only beauty, will be your only glory, and with joy before God, you can lift up your head. Thus will your acceptance be told.